With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kyler Murray got the entire bag from the Cardinals yesterday. We're into a five-year extension that is reportedly just over $230 million with $160 million guaranteed. This follows a very public statement earlier this offseason from his agent for a long-term deal and reports that the Cardinals had serious questions about their quarterback's maturity and accountability. Acho, mm. how confident are you that Kyler can be a franchise quarterback? I'm not very, Sal. I have mm. my questions. I'm listening. I have my questions. There are three primary reasons I lack confidence in Kyler Murray's ability to be a franchise quarterback. And it's not necessarily three reasons as much as it's three examples. Mm. How does Kyler Murray deal with adversity? Okay. You start 7-0. and you're winning, you're winning, you're winning. Winning begets winning. But what happened with Kyler Murray after that first tragic loss to the Packers? After starting 7-0, Kyler Murray finished 2-5 and five in the next seven games. How does he handle adversity within the confinements of a season? Okay, let's go more microscopic. How does Kyler Murray handle adversity with the confinements of the game? Mm. Los Angeles Rams. You beat them once in the regular season, they beat you once in the regular season. It's time to meet in the playoffs. This is when it really counts. All of a sudden, they come out, come out the gate smacking you in the mouth. Next thing you know, 28-8 to eight, adversity. It's game over. I was at that game, Cell. I think you were. I don't recall. But mm. being at that game, I vividly remember seeing no fight in the Cardinals and no fight in Kyler Murray, their leader. I'm literally sitting in the box next to Michael Bidwell, the owner, next to Steve Kime, the general manager, next to Adrian Wilson, the head of personnel, mm. watching Beast. them Beast. watch Kyler. And I saw no fight in Kyler. How does Kyler Murray handle adversity within the confinements of a season? How does he handle it microscopically with the confinements? confinements of a game but then also how does Kyler handle adversity within his own life oh. he wanted a contract this year adversity monetarily you feel like you've earned it you made two pro bowls done a lot led your team to the playoffs yeah. a three-win team led him to the playoffs just a few years later adversity but what does Kyler do deletes all his picks on social media to my knowledge, deletes all his picks of the Arizona Cardinals on social media for those that hadn't heard the story before. Mm. To my knowledge, that's not a proper way to handle conflict. You don't go block somebody who you need to communicate with. You don't go remove them from your profile who you need to communicate with. If Kyler's going to be a franchise quarterback, you got to be able to weather the storm. Mm. You got to be able to handle adversity. And I have questions about his ability to handle adversity both in his own life within a game, mm. and within the season. Ah, oh, well, in a world where actions speak louder than words, not only am I confident that Kyler Murray could be a franchise quarterback, but the Arizona Cardinals That's true. are confident that he could be a franchise quarterback. You wouldn't give him this amount of money. Uh, y you may have reservations, but guess what? Nothing in this world is perfect. So mm. on either extreme, the team that wins the Super Bowl is not a perfect team, and the team that doesn't win a game is not the sorriest team in terms of production individually. So here we go. Somewhere in the middle between those two extremes is Kyler Murray. But I like what I see out of Kyler Murray. First, with full focus on football, I like a player that can get better every single year. And Kyler Murray has gotten better every single year. And let's remember where he started from. He started from. Number one overall pick that becomes rookie of the year and you continue to get better. As a guy who played in the NFL for a decade, I can look around and the list starts to get shorter of guys that I know that every single year, they're getting better. And more importantly, they're bringing a team along with them. Like on this ride, it's not a solo mission. I'm bringing a team with me. I'm getting better. We're getting better in terms of our record. Now, you add all that up, and the most egregious act you have against Kyler Murray is obviously with him taking down the social media. For me, that was the one time I was like, I don't know about dude. And I think the Cardinals probably thought the same thing as well. But you got to understand, especially when you're in relationships, you understand sometimes what someone does that you will deem immature 
is actually a very heroic action. Actually, something you should respect a little more than you do off a first glance. Let's talk about it. For someone like Kyler Murray, who knows he has a huge public profile, quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, to go so into his feelings, so emo, that he's like, forget what they think about me. Forget how people are going to respond to this. Forget how immature I'm going to look in this moment. I'm taking this team down from my profile. I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But I got a healthy respect for someone who would do that because they don't give a damn. But they also give so much about what they're talking about that they don't give a damn what we perceive of it. Mm -hmm. That's a special player. You know who that player is? We talked about him yesterday. In the NFL, you said you didn't want to hit. In the NFL, I was too mindful. In the NFL, the greatest that I knew were mindless, reckless. Like, I don't give a damn what y'all do. I'm going to do me. And that's a special quality that even Kyler Murray, in an immature way, has in his resume. So now I'm looking at this team, and I say, Kyler Murray's getting better every year. We're getting better every year. The one issue that I really have against him, kind of interesting. The dude don't give a damn about what other people think. He cares about what he cares about. All of those things I can put into a bundle and then an ingredients of a guy who's not only my franchise quarterback, but can lead this franchise to ultimate success. Mm. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'm Let's with go you, personal. With you, with you. Uh, Sal, I used to own a couple cars. Now, now, I own a couple more cars. Oh, um, <laughs> four more. <laughs> I used to give a lot of money to churches, nonprofits. Now, I give even more money to churches and nonprofits. I used to own about 20 suits. Now I own about 80 suits. Mm. Why? All yours or Fox's? Mine. Okay, you rich. Out of my money. <laughs> um, why, though, is the question? Because yeah. I got more money. And mm. money never changed me. Money just made me more of me. Mm. Money don't change a person. Money just exposes exactly who you are. Yes. You and I kind of agree on who Kyler Murray is. We've agreed on that to some degrees based on the social media. We felt some yeah, type of way about weird. that. We, we, immature. No. We agreed on that watching him throughout the course of the season. We was like, yo, they good. But how good are they with Kyler Murray at the helm as a leader, right? As a leader, not as a talent, as a leader. Mm. If money doesn't change you, and we all know that, if money just really exposes who you are, and Kyler was already immature when he was making 20 mil, Who's Kyler going to be when he's making 200 mil? Mm -hmm. If Kyler already lacked leadership ability and accountability when he was making 20 mil, mm -hmm. what's going to happen when Kyler's making 200 mil? Because he's not going to change. He's just going to be exposed. Think about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has always been the same Aaron Rodgers. I think I know more than everybody else. Mm -hmm. To some degree, he does. But it came to a head this year. In regards to vaccination status, in regards to all those things, when he was like, I'm going to manipulate my words so much so that I'm going to say I have been immunized. And now the whole world talking about Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers has always been a guy who thought he was smarter than he was. Right. Now Aaron Rodgers is just fully activated in Aaron Rodgersness. Think about Kyrie Irving. Right. Think about James Harden. James Harden always liked to turn up, y'all. <laughs> this ain't new. James Harden always liked to turn up. He turned up more, though. He, he did. <laughs> when the money started What's the number one party school in America last I checked? Arizona State University. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where'd James Harden go? Arizona State University. Yeah, yeah, ASU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. James Harden always likes to turn up. Yeah. In Houston, you turn up. Yeah. Now he turning up. Yeah. Money don't change you. Money just exposes you. I'm worried about Kyler's ability to be a franchise guy because there were already questions about Kyler before mm. the money. Mm. And now you're going to give him $200 million. If in fact it is true that money does expose you for who you are, yeah. you got to be worried if Kyler's only going to become more Kyler. That to me is worrisome. Oh man, hold on. If we got the exposure being because he got money and we're going to amplify who Kyler Murray is, Give me more. I want more of Kyler Murray. I want more of a player that gets better every year. I want more of a guy that the consequence of that player getting better every year is going to get in his feelings every now and do something immature. You want that? I don't care. You know why? I don't have a perfect player on my roster. I don't have a perfect player on the Green Bay's roster. But Aaron Rodgers, as you said, cut up. So, that status. Oh, you led us wrong. The team knew. The teammates knew. Y'all didn't know. Y'all too damn nosy. What y'all do know <laughs> is that I won 13 games and won another MVP. So which one you want? You want this fully mature choir boy that ain't going to win MVP in 13 games? Or you want 
I'll, tell, I'll tell you exactly right. I'll tell you exactly what I want. I want both for $230 million. No, you don't. That's what no, I want. You it don't. is. Because Go. remember this. Go. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers got all the power. I think that Aaron Rodgers' last offseason cost them week one game. Remember, the Packers went out there and got mollywopped, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. week one of last season, only because Aaron Rodgers wasn't in none of the OTAs, wasn't in none of the major camps. Obviously, I'm speaking in hyperbole. Yeah. He was there at times. Mm. But I think that quite literally cost them How did one it cost game. Them? They were the number one seed. Because Aaron Rodgers showed up to that game three picks and single-handed. Oh, no, lost. They I lost it was the to game, the Saints. But every team loses. Every team forever has lost their regular season game except two. And one never went through the whole season without a loss, but except one. What did Aaron Rodgers cost him? Like, I understand. We lost the game, but the season wasn't over, and we number one seed. Shut up, bro. We had home field advantage. That's on us. Aaron Rodgers didn't play his best game in that game, but guess what? Tom Brady didn't win the Super Bowl last year either. It's a reshuffling of this deck. What did Aaron Rodgers cost himself? They gave him $150 million after the Vax, after the week one loss, after the number one seed, after the 13 wins, after the MVP. Like, this... I just don't know that team. Like, I can sit here and theorize of what I want out of a player, but I got to deal in reality. I got 53 of these dudes, and nobody at your position is close to being as good as you, Kyler Murray. That helps you. And then I look around the league, you're at least top 16, half of this league, and you're not 16. So now we're in a conversation of, we got a shot. Who are you, Kyler Murray, a guy who gets better every year? We're getting better every year. We went five years in this drought-filled Arizona desert without going to the playoffs before you took us to the playoffs. You got to add up his wins as much as you're adding up his losses. The reason I'm hesitant to jump to that conclusion is because remember the drought that the Browns went in before Baker showed up. Mm, Just mm, as somebody comes in and pours water on a drought does not not mean that they should be the – salvation for the next however many years of that organization. The Brown proved that to us. For me, when I think about my franchise quarterbacks that are currently committed to monetarily to be a franchise guy, I'm more confident in who they are (laughs) as a person. Let's hear it. Dak Prescott. Okay. Say what you will about Dak Prescott on the field. I trust he's going to come to work every day, lead his team. Facts. Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. He's just a beast on and off the field. And And his brother. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Josh Allen. Oh, come on. I trust Josh Allen on and off the field. All day. Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, all all Russell day. Wilson, mm-hmm. all these guys. Now, you could start to get into a question of Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers, in all honesty, I trust him on and off the field. Best he just do what he wants. Yeah. Then you got Kyler Murray. I'm talking about the guys that have been paid this big money. Okay. Then you got Kyler. So give me this, and maybe it's because Kyler's the youngest. But of all the players that have been given this crazy super max, if you will, (laughs) quarterback money, is Kyler not the one you have the most off-the-field questions of? No. Are you serious? Who then? Deshaun Watson? Don't do this. Like, we can't can't leave reality just to theorize. We can't get up here and let these suits fool you. you Under this suit. You got me there. I got some pads on. You got me. And under those pads, I got got some flesh. Man, Deshaun Watson, first of all, Deshaun Watson has a contract that pays them the highest guarantee ever. And in year one, he makes $1 million. You think that's just by chance? (laughs) They like, dog. Year one, he ain't going to be here, bro. And that's okay. Because they know we don't have 53 choir boys. And we certainly ain't got a quarterback that we can get our hands on other than Deshaun Watson. So we're going to pay to the umpteenth to get him on our roster. Um, I can keep going on this list, but Please do. no one will beat Deshaun Watson. But in isn't, terms of- isn't, that a, uh, isn't that like a scarlet letter meaning – if you've seen that Deshaun has these issues and they paid Deshaun, shouldn't that be a note to you, Arizona Cardinals, of like, wait a second. If Now, mind you, Deshaun's allegations came out of nowhere. Like, there were actually no questions about right. Deshaun's character prior to this. Right. Now, it's hard we're conflating two different things. I don't really want to put Kyler Murray in any, any <laughs> degree. We conflating. The, we just say who's worse than him off the field. I'm saying I don't, wanna, I don't want to compare Kyler Murray's immaturity to what Deshaun's in. That's what I just – I don't want people oh, to be like – right. Yeah, I don't want people to be like, wait a second, how you going to – Let them do it. Like, like Kyler Murray said, I don't care what they think. Take down Arizona. And look, he got rewarded for it. Like the game that we're playing right here, and it's a game of exchanges. It's like pros and cons, wins and losses, risk and rewards. Like, Kyler Murray won, and Arizona knew he had leverage. That's why Kyler Murray flexed. Think about it. Kyler Murray, the bad things you could say about him last year. Man, you started 7-0 and then went 2-5, and five and you guys didn't do anything in the playoffs. Okay. 
You know we were 8-2 and two when Hopkins was healthy. That's something to build on. You can look at the overall record and say, eh, y'all should have been better, but Hopkins got hurt. Okay, we get into the Rams game and we get mollywopped. And I look like I don't know what I'm doing and it's my first playoff game. Well, one, you're not the first great quarterback to ever look bad in their first playoff game. Two, who's y'all lose to? Oh, the Super Bowl champs? Okay, yeah, let's watch that away. Like, everything I'm looking at, I'm like, I could flip that coin and see something positive with Kyler Murray. There's nothing he's done that has excluded him from being in the conversation he was in. That's why he got rewarded. Look at these names. Look at these dudes in terms of production or personality. Kyler Murray fits comfortably amongst those top guys who got paid. So then do you have no worries about paying Kyler Murray $230 million? Oh, I, I have worries about where my kids are right now. I have worries where my wife is right now. She's running errands, supposedly. You know what I mean? Like, I got worried. Worries ain't my problem. My problem is, do you get on this field? And more times than not, are you the best? Are you kidding? Killing it. Are you top? And if you are, then I got to suck up some of those worries because that ain't going to do nothing but stress me out anyway. Kyler Murray gets on the football field, dog. You worried? <laughs> he makes up plays as he goes because no one in a small space is more elusive than Kyler Murray. I'm only worried when Kyler faces adversity. And the mm. one thing that every single football coach I've ever met in my life says before every single football game I've ever played in my <laughs> life it, is it. in this game, Damn. it's going to hit the fan. Yes, Or we're going to face adversity. Yeah. And if Kyler Murray has every single time that he's faced big picture, small picture adversity, just shown a lack of stability and yeah. leadership, that's, that's, that's where my concern yeah, is. that's real. Well, if Ish hit the fan with Kyler Murray, I know what Kyler Murray going to do, buy another fan. Coming up, <laughs> speaking of quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson is expected to get a big payday. That dude got that money. We'll tell you what he's worth. But first, are the Warriors closing the door on a Kevin Durant reunion? Tell you if they should. That's next. Don't speak for yourself. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Kevin Durant won a couple of titles with the Warriors a few years back. Now, there have been rumors of a reunion since KD reportedly wants out of Brooklyn. The Warriors GM Bob Myers might have put an end to that talk saying recently, quote, I like our team and where it's at. I want to give the guys a chance to do it again. Got to bring in Fox NBA analyst TMI Slick Rick Dubuker, but Acho. Should the Warriors close the door on a KD reunion? Big TMI slick, baby. Look. Um, oh, no. Should the Warriors close the door? Absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't want KD back. I said this before. Ooh. I will say it again. Don't ever make the mistake of trading away tomorrow for yesterday. Slick, you remember when I said that one, and I fervently believe it. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. he is yesterday. Jordan Poole, Kamingo Wiggins, they are Tomorrow, I do not want to trade away my tomorrow and future championships for a championship in Kevin Durant. I can basically guarantee you that Kevin Durant would win another championship if he goes to Golden State. But I, too, can mm. guarantee you that the Warriors will probably win several more championships if they do not sacrifice Ooh. the talent on their roster for the likes of Ooh. Kevin Durant. Slick, I ain't trading ships <laughs> or ship for a ship's plural. <laughs> Simple as that. Love Kevin Durant as a basketball player. Kevin Durant with the Warriors, phenomenal talent. It would be a phenomenal team, but I like what the Warriors are building. Warriors are trying to build that dynasty like the Spurs, a dynasty that lasts the course of three different decades, not a dynasty like the Heat that lasts, well, three different years. Mm. I don't want to get diverted, and if I'm TMI, then you're NEI, which is not enough information in this case, because you're telling me, you're telling me that you'd be guaranteed of winning multiple additional championships yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. if they keep the young core of Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman and Moses Moody, and I don't know how you can say that based on we haven't seen them be significant parts of a championship team. We've seen that with Kevin mm. Durant. But to answer the question, no, I don't have a problem with them saying that they're out. First of all, it acknowledges that at some point they were in. But to say that they're out, considering everything we know, 
I'm good with that because it doesn't mean that they can't jump back in. What do we know? What has been established at this point when it comes to Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets? One, that the Golden State Warriors can offer the most attractive package of any team out there. That's one. Two, because of the Rudy Gobert trade, the Brooklyn Nets are now asking for the sun, the moon, and several stars <clears throat> for Kevin Durant. So at this point, if I'm the Golden State Warriors, and I know that I can offer the most attractive package, and I know that the Nets are asking for everything, it's very easy for me to say, hey, you know what? We're going to take a pass. We're, 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 we're good. We don't need that. In hopes that at some point, the Brooklyn Nets may realize, a little bit like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Shark Tank. You ever seen mm -hmm. the guys that come on and they're, they're trying to sell their, uh, a, a part of their ownership to the Sharks and the Sharks say they're out. You see that look on the face of the, <laughs> the prospective uh, co-owner co and they're like, oh, I overreached. Uh, and they want to make a second offer. Well, this isn't Shark Tank. <clears throat> the Brooklyn Nets can come back to the table and say, okay, what would you say if and the Golden State Warriors can come back to the table. So, I look, I don't think Bob Myers is giving away trade secrets or what they're planning to do on the red carpet. Uh, <clears throat> and I don't know that this closes the door on them being interested in Kevin Durant. But saying that they're no longer interested in Kevin Durant, I believe is a great strategic move at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Slick, a little more in this one. Should the Warriors want to close the door on KD? Absolutely not. And with this statement by Bob Myers, they have not closed the door. I don't know how y'all grew up, but I grew up where we had a door and we had a screen door. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And y'all remember Friday? Quit slamming my goddamn doors. You know why they used to say that? Because you had to slam that screen door. If you just walk by that screen door, walk out the house and just tap it, oh, that thing going to come right back wide open. So think about what Bob Myers really said and ask yourself, can you close one door? And another opens. Why can't it be the same door? I love what Bob Myers did, even though I caught you, Bob Myers. You ain't slick. You ain't TMI. Let's talk about what he said. Quote, I like our team and where it's at. I want to give the guys a chance to do it again. The father in me is screaming. That's not how you talk to those who you have some kind of relationship with or you're going to lead. You know why? You got to be more definitive if you're really trying to empower them. So that I like mm. should be I love. Ooh, you just like them though. Okay, where it's at instead of where it's going to be. Ooh, I want instead of I will. Ooh, Bob Myers, I know what you're doing. Every coach I've ever played for does this. They look at our team as we're sitting there in front of them, and they're like, I love what you guys look like, okay? You guys look amazing right now. And then once he leaves that field, you know what he does? He goes right upstairs and talks about acquisitions and transactions and potential moves for the roster. And then one day you'll come back and coach is looking at y'all, and one of your boys is gone. What happened to the love? What happened to the like? You know what? He was talking in that moment to empower what he saw in front of him. Baker Mayfield fell victim mm. to this this offseason. He thought they lied to him. No, Baker, they all say this. When you're in front of them, I like it. But don't mean I can't like something else that's in front of me next day and so on. So in this situation, they didn't close the door on Kevin Durant. They just walked by and tapped it and hoped that we assumed that it got closed. But trust me, it's still wide open. Ah, sell, sell, sell. I don't know that it's wide open. Really? If anything, it might be ajar, you know what I'm saying? Like Bob Myers might be peeking through the cracks just to see what's up. Yeah. But it can't be wide open Come because on. Bob Myers realizes, man, Poole is what, 23? Mm. Kaminga's what, 19? Wiseman's what, 19? Wiseman's 21, that is. Mm. KD, 33, 34? Got two to three more great years left in him. Here's what I want to remind everyone. We've let LeBron James skew our mind of how long players can be great. And please, like, don't let LeBron James fool you into thinking you can do what LeBron James can do. Facts. He's the greatest ever. If Jordan doesn't retire for that two-year period in between, Jordan's real retirement would have come around age 34. Like, don't let LeBron fool you into thinking players just going to have the juice until they're 38, 39, 40. D-Wade. Mello, Bosch, they all realize, you know what? 
our greatest days were behind us by the time we hit 32, 33, et cetera. <laughs> so I don't for a second want y'all to think, oh, KD might have seven, eight good years left. Truth be told, not of KD's fault, but of the fault of human anatomy and the fault of genetics and father time, mm. KD probably only got two to three more good ones left. Why would I want to <laughs> sacrifice a player that has 12 more good ones left? Mm. For a player that got two more good ones left, it truly just makes no sense. Mm. Acho, this is why it makes sense. Uh-oh. Because what you just said is exactly right. We've, we're, we're judging everything on what LeBron James has done. And LeBron James is the exception, not the rule, when it comes to his Thank ability you. to extend his career. Thank you. you know who else that applies to? It's not just Kevin Durant. That would be Steph Curry. Yeah, boy. Steph Curry is 34 years old. Oh. Golden State Warriors are only championship contenders as long as Steph Curry can be the Steph Curry that we just saw. Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, Moses Moody, and I'm I'm colored by the fact that I just saw some of these guys, in fact, most of them in summer league. They're not ready. Mm. And the idea that at some point they are going to become the next Draymond Green or the next Klay Thompson is, I believe, an insult to what Steph, Klay, and Dre are. The Warriors are going to be championship contenders as long as Steph Curry is able to be this Steph Curry. And that's why you think about going and getting a Kevin Durant, because you want to maximize the now. You want to maximize what you have with Steph. And uh, yes, uh, your future, you're mortgaging your future. But again, I would rather win another championship now, and Kevin Durant certainly assures me that more so than anybody else that I could get or any of the pieces that I currently have than anything else. If it's one other championship you're looking to get while you still have Steph Curry, then going to get KD makes all the sense in the world. Slick, Mm. can we talk about who you and truly I have both unintentionally offended to the highest degree? Steve Mm. Kerr. Mm. Because it's not a sheer coincidence that Steph Curry's a first ballot, one of the greatest players that's ever played. Klay Thompson, Draymond are walking into the Hall of Fame. I would surmise that if they went to different franchises, particularly Klay and Dre, they would not have had the same success. I bring that up to say, we can safely assume Jordan Poole will materialize, not necessarily into Klay Thompson or Draymond Green, but into his own version. We can safely assume that Wiseman will materialize, not into Klay Thompson or Draymond Green, but into their own version of maybe future Hall of Fame caliber talents. So I dare not offend Steve (laughs) Kerr, who put these players in position to succeed. I dare not offend Warriors management, who drafted these players. Clearly some were there before Kerr. But I dare not take that level of offense and assume that they can't do with the new young gunners what they did with the old heads. Nah, man. Every coach I've ever met, they like, look, it's about the horses, not the jockey. And, you know, in this situation, we can't damn Kevin Durant and say, oh, you're too old or you're too close to the end when Steph Curry's older than Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, and don't act like, oh, Steph Curry hasn't broken down. Steph Curry was hurt last year. Steph Curry came into the playoffs hurt. Like, let's not act like that. Draymond. And, and so what's happening with the Warriors is they have to leverage what they have to have a future because Steph Curry is in the class by himself on that team especially. Like, look how much he has to carry for those other guys. I know the other guys look good, Mm. but who is turning down a trade package that says, hey, give me all those young assets. Oh, oh, that's not enough. Okay, well, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, Draymond, individually, none of those guys are Kevin Durant. Collectively, you might still say, we need a pick as well because Kevin Durant, second best player on the planet, with familiarity, is coming back to a franchise where neither one of us is looking at each other holier than now. That situation went sour because of both sides, not just Kevin Durant. So this is a great example of why you might need to make this happen because all those young assets won't fully support Steph Curry. But if you bring Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, you could get Acho, Slick, and I, and I think we're going to have a shot in the finals. And that's the beautiful thing about this. Chris Rock had a joke about it. Seriously, it was hilarious. He said, uh, I hate when people say relationships are hard. Relationships ain't hard if 
two people are working on them. He's like, think about it. If I told you to go lift the couch, that's impossible by yourself. He said, but if two people are doing it, it ain't that damn hard. And I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors for them to go win another championship. Oh, it's going to be tough for Steph Curry to drag everybody else and say, come on, Mr. Triple Single. I love you, Draymond. Let's do it. Clay, is your other leg okay? Let's do it. Okay. Wiggins, you're going to be good again? Okay. Like, or KD. Those both on both ends of that couch, man, they're carrying that thing up to the top floor. Coming up, Lamar Jackson is expected to get seriously paid. But exactly how much is he worth? Ooh, that's a question. We'll answer it. That's next on Straight for Your Sale. Tomorrow is Baseball Night in America on Fox. Guess the next chapter in baseball's oldest rivalry as the Giants take on Mookie Betts and the Dodgers. Or the Guardians take on the White Sox. Tomorrow, 7 Eastern on Fox. Check for the game in your area. Lamar Jackson reported to training camp yesterday, but he still does not have a long-term deal. Former MVP is expected to be the next quarterback to get a huge extension. And pro football talk wrote, Lamar should not do anything at camp until he gets his contract and should also insist on a fully guaranteed deal, especially since Kyler Murray did not get one. Sacho, what is Lamar Jackson worth? What is Lamar worth? He's worth... To gang, he's worth more than the Ravens are willing to pay him. Say, what that's what that? it comes down. Is that to. a number? He's worth. It's not a number mm. because what Lamar Jackson is worth, I do not think the Ravens are going to be willing to pay. I think about the players this year that reset the market. Deshaun Watson reset the market at the quarterback position, but he didn't do it in Cle- in 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 in, in uh, Houston. Mm. He didn't do it with the team that drafted him. Mm. He had to go to Cleveland. To do it. I think about Devontae Adams. He reset the market. But he didn't do it in Green Bay. He had to go to Las Vegas to do it. I think about Tyreek Hill, who reset the market also along with Devontae Adams. But he didn't do it in Kansas. See, I think about A.J. Brown, who reset the market. But he didn't do it in Tennessee. I think about Von Miller, who reset the market. But he didn't do it with the Rams. If you want to reset the market, it's apparent, at least right here, right now, you got to go elsewhere to reset that market. So <clears throat> what is Lamar Jackson worth? The number, I don't know. To me, if it was a number, five years, $250 million, fully guaranteed. But it's apparent that sometimes you got to dip to reset the market. Mm. We all know that. You know this. Well, I know. Buffalo's not who paid you your big deal. Nope. You had to leave, go to San Diego to get your money. With everybody else from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo knew you was talented. They drafted you. They watched you get 10 sacks in Buffalo. Ten and a half. My bad. You're right. I have count. Half count. I got that first. You got me one. But you had to leave to yeah. reset the market. Man. Lamar Jackson is worth a whole bunch of money. Mm. But the fact of the matter is, mm. I think he's worth more than mm. the Ravens are willing to pay him. Mm, that take right there. That take right there. Let's talk about it. What Lamar Jackson worth? Let me simply say this. Hey, Deshaun Watson, come here. No, no, no. Bring your contract, too. Okay. I'm going to stand on top of your head and on top of that contract, and that's where we start. My floor is Deshaun Watson, and that's a beautiful floor, mm-hmm. 230 guaranteed. Let's be real about this. Woo! The owner of the Ravens already said, Lamar Jackson kind of got us. And this is how he said it. We're waiting on Lamar. This is how he said it. You know, if Lamar wanted to play it this way, he can go out there and play. He's getting $24 million this year. Franchise, franchise, and get 60 None of that said he's not here. None of that said he's going somewhere else to get it. Franchise means you're here. Franchise means you're here. And then it's going to be 60 When the owner comes out in an active negotiation and gives you a game plan and blueprint, you know that he's at your mercy. Mm -hmm. And that's what Lamar Jackson is. So what is he worth? At least 230 guaranteed. And he's going to get more than that. Let's be real. Deshaun Watson reset the market in Houston. 160. Didn't he get a 160 deal? And and did got paid the next year to not even play. He could have stayed in Houston and got another big deal if he wanted to, but for whatever reasons, I don't know fully, he didn't want to stay there. Devontae Adams could have stayed in Green Bay, bro. They offered him more than the Vegas Raiders. I get it. If you got that kind of weird relationship with the Packers or Aaron Rodgers, and it is Vegas, and it's your former quarterback from college, and it is Vegas, then let's go back out there and let's go take less money. 
You brought me up to personalize it. Glad you didn't say MJ, because then I wouldn't be able to <laughs> look at you and think straight. You brought me up. I had the largest contract in Chargers history. You want to know who reset the market? He ain't go anywhere. His name is Michael Strahan. <laughs> I remember, because I got like six, 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 seven. Damn, we broke compared to these dudes. These dudes get 26, 27. I got six, seven, and that was the biggest ever in Chargers history. Strahan got eight, and he was a giant for life. So the point is, you don't got to go anywhere. You got to be special. Mm. You got to be, if you're not that special, be me. You got to go somewhere. But if you straight hand special, stay still, Hall of Famer. Stay still, rookie contract, unanimous MVP. Acho, we lived through our first contract, our rookie contract, four years, right? <sighs> unanimous MVP in the NFL in your first four years? That's insane. That's absurd. That money's in the bank. He just waiting his time for it to be greater later to take it mm. out. All right, let's go a little bit deeper for this last little bit then. Let's go. What I found incredibly fascinating, Cell, in life, the people closest to you take you most for granted. Oh, I heard some of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oftentimes, relationally, it's like the people closest to you see your value uh, the least. Uh, uh, and it's because they begin to take uh, it for granted because it's all they know. Uh, and then the second you get out of that relationship, it could be romantic, it could be platonic, you finally feel valued and appreciated. Mm. We've all been there. Yes, sir. Left some companies a time or two because wow. you felt taken for granted. <laughs> wow. And then all of a sudden you show up on a new Fox lot. And, my bad. Uh, <laughs> we've all been there where you feel taken for granted. Sell. Mm. I think Lamar Jackson to the Ravens, he might be taken for granted. Because if you're the Ravens, you're looking at Lamar and you're like, you special. But we've had special before, mm. and we can have special again. Mm. Lamar, we paid Joe Flacco and made him the highest-paid quarterback in football. Mm, Flacco. But before we did that, the last time we saw Flacco, before he saw that money, he was 4-0 and en route to a Super Bowl. 11 touchdowns, no picks. We saw 4-0 Flacco gave him $100 million. Lamar, what have we seen from you the last four games? Wait, one and three? Three touchdowns? E. Six picks? What that do? Pass rating of 65 compared to Flacco's pass rating of 117. I'm not saying this is how I feel. But what the Ravens could do <clears throat> arrogantly is say, look, we won a Super Bowl with the talent of Joe Flacco. And we paid Flacco $100 million, but we paid Flacco after he came off of that. If we're going to pay you, Lamar Jackson, you want us to pay you how much guaranteed? And the last time we saw you, you were one in three, and then worse, you were hurt. There's a chance that the person closest to Lamar, which is the Ravens, take him most for granted. That's why truly my answer to what is Lamar Jackson yeah. worth, more than the Ravens are willing to pay. Mm, I think they're willing to pay. And I think that is great that you brought up that example because we all have fallen victim to that euphoria. Joe Flacco wins the Super Bowl MVP and you pay him, right? That's your Vegas moment. You ever go to Vegas? Be in the club, and you just see sparklers. All right, everybody got sparklers. You see sparklers go here again. Okay, that's two. Sparklers again in that same table. You're like, that's three. I know where, every time I see sparklers, that's at least 10 racks or something. I was in Vegas, true story. One time, some, some kids from Australia were on their uh, bachelor party and hit the casino, and they announced, okay, we're trying to set a record. Our Aussie friends have spent 250 so I'm like, $250,000 on gin? <laughs> on Jack Daniels? That's what they doing? Moments pass. They coming up to me. We talking. We talking. Oh, man, we hit him. So, hey, let's just do it. That's how the Ravens felt. That's how Bushadi felt. We just hit the lead. We won the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Here you go. I'll, here you go. And then you wake up the next morning. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sober moment. Flacco got what? But that does not, that Vegas moment does not make me say, look at that unanimous MVP. Oh, that dude deserves his That's money. A take. Ain't that real? That's a take. Who ain't been to Vegas and seen that? I've been that guy one time. Coming up, the AFC West is stacked with Pro Bowl level quarterbacks, but we'll tell you which quarterback is under the most pressure. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Mm. The AFC West is loaded at quarterback with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. 
But people might be sleeping on Las Vegas. The Raiders made the playoffs last season, but Carr said, quote, no one thinks anything of us, and I think that's what makes it fun. Slick is back with us, but Acho, which quarterback is under the most pressure in the AFC West? I've been begging for this conversation because I've been begging to deliver this truth. It is Justin Herbert. Period. I do not think there is a debate, and I hope to not have to listen to y'all spew ignorance, but I will. It's Herbert. It's this simple. Herbie. In this day and age, quarterbacks got to win immediately. Mm. Period. Joe Burrow in two seasons took his team to the playoffs. His two and 14 Bengals. Slick, you clearly know you have an affinity for the Bengals. Baker Mayfield took a Cleveland Browns team that was 1-31 to the playoffs after three years and won a playoff game. Kyler Murray, the highly disputed Kyler Murray, shows up and within three years takes a three-win Cardinals team to the playoffs, albeit he did not win. Then you got Justin Herbert, who shows up to a fairly talented roster, a team that had been to the playoffs just a couple years prior gets a head coach Mm. that's one of the most brilliant minds in all of football, and you were 15 and, what, 17? Come on now, Justin Herbert. And please don't tell me Joe Burrow has a losing record because when you include playoff games, which, (laughs) by the way, Joe Burrow's been to, all of a sudden Joe Burrow's 12 and 13 record goes to 15 and 13 real quick. Whole squad on some real, you know what I'm saying. So when I look at the Cincinnati Bengals and Burrow, when I look at the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler, when I look at the Browns with Baker Mayfield, when I look at all of the young quarterbacks, I didn't even have to mention uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I didn't have to mention those guys. They're in a league of their own, Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert is under all the pressure, not just to win in life, but to win right now. Mm. I'm going to say that this is one of these subjects and one of these debates where it's not a I'm right and you're wrong Mm. because I could make a case for all four quarterbacks in this division right now having pressure on them. And I'm not going to dispute where you are with Justin Herbert, although Mm. that would have been fourth on my list in terms of the ones that I would have made a case for. (laughs) That part. I am going to go (laughs) with Derek Carr because – of what Derek Carr has been given and because of where Derek Carr is contractually. <laughs> Derek Carr is, is the Raiders have the option after this season to get out of his contract with only a dead cap of uh, about $5 million. And he now has an embarrassment of riches. He's got Devontae Adams. He's got Darren Waller. He's got Hunter Renfro. He may have the best receiving core at those three positions in all of football. And the one question is, is Derek Carr good enough? Is he good enough to take this team where they want to go? Still has not won a playoff game, has only appeared in one. They have the defense now. They have the receiving core. He has everything he needs. And financially, he's on the hook because they can turn the corner and go elsewhere if they decide that Derek Carr is not the guy to get us there. So Patrick Mahomes, I could make a case for him. Uh, Certainly Russell Wilson showing up in Denver after the way things ended up in Seattle, I could make a case for him. But when I look at where Derek Carr is financially and where the Raiders are and what he has around him, if the Raiders, let's put it this way, if the Raiders don't succeed this Mm. season, the number one reason is going to be Derek Carr and he could pay the price financially as a result. Yeah, I'm with you, Slick. Uh, Derek Carr being told on himself. Do y'all remember when the Raiders moved from Oakland to Vegas and at the time head coach John Gruden found his spot? And guess who moved in right next door? Derek Carr with his (laughs) apple for the teacher, trying to make sure, hey, we're buddies on the way to the facilities every day. Derek Carr knows with that contract, with that talent, if all things go wrong in Vegas – They're not going to get rid of the whole roster. They're going to look at you because you've been on thin ice for a long time. Let's just be real. Patrick Mahomes is a made man. No matter what Patrick Mahomes goes out there and Mm -hmm. does. And last year, he had this roller coaster ride, regressed in some categories, his worst season as a starter. And still, no conversation about Patrick Mahomes. He does that again, 
There won't be any conversation about Patrick Mahomes. They'll start to say, well, without Tyreek Hill, this offense didn't really support Patrick. I wonder if Andy Reid still has it. Maybe it's time for some new blood, et cetera. He's a made man with a cushion, and that's a fat mattress. Let's talk about Russell Wilson, a champion who's now coming and hitting a hard reset with a new franchise. Well, it's his first year with our system, and it's a first-year head coach. It takes time for it to jail. If all things go wrong in Denver, it won't land on you, Russell Wilson. Now, everybody knows how much I love Justin Herbert. Herbie, let's talk about why Justin Herbert has a fat mattress as well. I'm going to call it the Aaron Donald effect. Now, I remember Aaron Donald when he was beasting from day one in St. Louis. And no matter what they went through as the Rams were struggling, eight and eight is great, eight and eight is great. No one looked at Aaron Donald, one, because of position, and two, you knew how good he was. It ain't his fault. Like Master P and Mystical said, ain't my fault. Did, Did I, I do, do that? that? So look, Justin Herbert, sing that song, brother. No matter what goes on in L.A. with the Chargers, because the first year he started, O-line. Then they addressed it in the draft when got Slater and them boys. Them boys good up front now. But the second year, somehow, some way, the defense didn't show up like we thought. So now they addressed that. Oh, my God. We got Jason Jackson, all these guys. We're ready on defense now. We got Khalil Mack. Now, if things go wrong, they're not going to look at potentially the top five quarterback with a phenomenal future who, in this category of all the AFC West quarterbacks, let him in yards per game, let him in passing touchdowns, let him in total touchdowns. Oh, he got a fat mattress as well. But we know Derek Carr is sitting there sleeping on thin ice. Fellas, I love your points. I love your points. I love this dialogue. Uh, let me very quickly explain why Justin Herbert is under the, more pre- under the most pressure. I will very quickly explain why Herbert's under the most pressure and will be done in a talkback style. Slick Rick, is Patrick Mahomes a Hall of Famer? Yes. Patrick Mahomes is, in fact, a Hall of Famer, and he proved that he was a Hall of Famer within his first three years. Marcellus Wiley would most say that Russell Wilson is a Hall of oh, Famer. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Russell Wilson is a Hall of Famer, and Russell Wilson accomplished his Hall of Fame status, if we are being honest, within his first three years, two Super Bowls. Derek Carr is not a Hall of Famer as it stands right now, and Derek Carr had the opportunity early on in his career, MVP votes, but did not get a MVP. Justin Herbert, you're going on year three. Within three years, Patrick Mahomes established he was a Hall of Famer. Within three years, Russell Wilson established he was a Hall of Famer. Now it's time for the third year of Justin Herbert. There is a whole bunch of weight. Is Justin (laughs) Herbert great collectively or is Justin Herbert just an individual talent? That's what I'm looking at. After three years, if Herbert can't even get to a playoff game, I got questions, Sal. Patrick Mahomes, MVP, playoffs. Lamar Jackson, uh, MVP. Josh Allen, second in MVP. I just got questions about Herbert if he doesn't get something done within them first three years. <laughs> the hell? Russell Wilson was not a Hall of Famer in his first three he established years. established it. No, he didn't. He went he, to two Super Bowls and won one. And he wasn't the reason. Without those, two, without those Super Bowls, he's not a Hall of Famer. It was they established lost, in the first three years. They lost a Super Bowl because of one player, one play. But he went, I can't think of another player that... Yeah, well, I actually can. Scott Norwood. All right, other than that, wide right. What other quarterback has ever just said one play, one player on him? Russell Wilson was in conversations and arguments of were you even a part of the team or did a contributor? Sure. Yes, but so, those three years did mm-hmm. it. No, I think what you saw from Russell Wilson was his individual greatness later that, oh, we can couple that when you taking the ride with the defense and running game, but I digress. Let's just say this. It got to be Derek Carr. Like, we ain't got to argue over everything, do we? Like, Justin Herbert is so good. Justin Herbert right now has a better chance of making the Hall of Fame than Derek Carr. In two years, he literally set the NFL record for quarterbacks in his first two years in yards and touchdowns. Like, he has a better chance of being in the Hall of Fame right now, to your argument. But Derek Carr, man, I just see how he could fall out there in Vegas. It could happen fast. He can roll craps, and it's a wrap. Coming up. The Lakers' new coach thinks Anthony Davis could be a top three player. We'll tell you if L.A. is putting too much stock in A.D. That's next on Shit for Yourself. Congratulations to Chad from Minnesota, who won $100,000 of Big Poppy's money playing the Fox Bet Super 6 MLB All-Star Contest. You missed out? Don't worry. Scan the QR code, download the app, and enter your picks into the Saturday MLB contest for your free chance to win. 
Anthony Davis missed about half of last season with injuries, but the Lakers' new head coach, Darvin Ham, with them paws, is still giving him high praise. Ham said when AD is healthy, like he was in 2020, in the bubble, he's, quote, top five in the league, easy, top three. Woo, slick is with us, but I do are the Lakers putting too much stock in Anthony Davis? Not at all. Lakers have no other choice, man. They got to put all this stock in Anthony Davis mm. because they've built their team around Anthony Davis. So you can't build your team around somebody under belief they can be as talented as you need them to be, but then simultaneously believe that they're not actually that talented. That would make no sense. Mm. If the Lakers did not fervently believe in Anthony Davis, he either would be traded or they for sure would have moved on from Russell Westbrook and found the help that they desperately need, at least offensively. But because the Lakers do believe in Anthony Davis, they're putting the necessary stock in him because that's what they've built the team around. Team's no longer truly built around LeBron. Team's no longer built around, never was built around Russ. Team ain't built around the bench. The team is built around AD. AD being present, AD being a baller, AD being healthy. So the Lakers are putting as much stock in Anthony Davis as they need to to get the job done. Yes, I agree with you in that they have no other choice. But to answer the question, is Anthony Davis or can Anthony Davis, if healthy, be a top five player? Anthony Davis has never been a top five player. So you're asking him to be something that he's never been at this point of his career. Now, I know there are those out there who've said he was a top three player in New Orleans and that even in 2020, I, I... I asked this simple question. 2020 was the best that we've seen him, without question. And yes, won a ring. But was he the finals MVP? Was he the Lakers' leading rebounder in the playoffs that year? No, he was not. Did he lead them in assists? No. Did he lead them in scoring? By .1 over LeBron James. So I've always pushed back, and I think the most important thing is When we use the word talent, talent wise, Anthony Davis is, yes, could be top three, top five, can play at both ends of the floor, has the athleticism, has the shot, has the shot block. He has everything you need to be a top five player. He has the talent, but has never demonstrated that. And it's not just a matter of health. I don't know what you want. Leadership, uh, grit, uh, perseverance. I, uh, I don't know what intangible you want to put on it, but he's never lived up to that. Because if you're top three or top five, then your team should be making the playoffs on a regular basis and certainly be in the hunt. And that was not the case with Anthony Davis in New Orleans. He made the playoffs twice in seven seasons. He won exactly one playoff round. In his 10 seasons... He's been to the playoffs four times. Only once has he gone past the second round, and that was in 2020. So I get why they're saying what they're saying, because it's the only thing that they can hang their hat on, that they are going to be better than last year. But they are also projecting something that sounds good, but Anthony Davis, healthy or otherwise, has actually never been. Mm, mm, mm unfair man you know sometimes when it's been so long you may look at the same thing wrong and you know Kendrick Lamar comes to mind remember he had like a five-year absence where he didn't put any music out and sometimes it's been so long that people started to shade Kendrick Lamar like he wasn't Kendrick Lamar then he finally dropped out and they were like oh oh yeah that's Kendrick Lamar let's not conflate Hmm. someone who hasn't done it in a while versus somebody who can't do it and Anthony Davis oh on that court (laughs) Kendrick bro he is top five easily y'all gotta remember they went and got Anthony Davis and kicked up dust to get him if he wasn't that good I don't know if you kick up that much dust but even if you do this is where we are right now the Lakers, they get Anthony Davis. Remember the year before with LeBron James without Anthony Davis gets hurt, they don't make the playoffs. Bring in Anthony Davis, you make the playoffs. Oh, no, no. We win a championship. Then Anthony Davis hurt, hurt. 
So it's been a long time, but we're looking at it the wrong way. I feel like all three of us are like some foreign tourists all going to the same restaurant. We don't speak the language. And it's like we know what we want, but we're not communicating it properly because of us to slight Anthony Davis to any degree. All you can say is the injury part. I don't know what P.E.R. really is about. Nacho always clowns me when I bring it up. But somehow, some way we got to get our food ordered. Somehow, some way I got to get out this translator and say, Whatever player efficiency rating is, it's something. Because who's number one all time? Michael Jordan. Whatever category Michael Jordan's won all time, I believe in the category all of a sudden. Who's number two? LeBron James. Oh, I'm really starting to believe in it. Okay. Who's number three? Jokic. Hmm. I can see where y'all's trying to go right now. Okay. It's not about the three best players ever, even though the top two are. But somebody who is touching every facet of the game. Who's number four, I wonder? Anthony Davis? Oh, no, no, no. Now we got, oh, outlier, outlier. All right, who, go number, to, who number five? Who number five? Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, this stat means something to somebody, and I'm that body. <laughs> so now, y'all got to tell me, he ain't dropped the album in a long time. I get it. 42 games yeah. last year, 36 games the year before. I get it, y'all. But Anthony Davis, when he dropped, dog, he top five. Easy, maybe top three. But let's, but let's consider why mm-hmm. the Lakers are hanging on Anthony Davis being a top three or a top five. It's not because of his statistics. His statistics have always looked great. He's always produced at both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. It's because they want those statistics to translate to wins. Mm-hmm. If Anthony Davis averaged 20 points and 10 rebounds a game and three block shots, but that was getting the, the, the Lakers to the championship, they would want that. And I'm just looking at 2020. If we're, can I have my guys with me here? Because I need their response to this. Who, Darvin? Not those guys. Those are my guys too. <laughs> but, uh, my other guys. Linka? The, can we, are, are we of the mind that 2020 was the best that we've seen of Anthony Davis? Oh, facts. That that was when Anthony Davis kind of made himself because he, of, of how he played and they won a championship, right? Mm-hmm. Was Anthony Davis among the top five in MVP voting for the 2020 season? I'll answer that for you. He was not. <laughs> I guess not. Was LeBron James? Yes, he was. So this idea that Anthony Davis at his very best was not considered one of the top five most valuable players in the league, and yet we are now two years later going to ask him to be something that he's never been I just I I can't make that connection I hope he stays healthy I hope he has another year like 2020 I don't like beating up on Anthony Davis he's he's a good dude but if you're asking me where I place him among the all-time greats I can't give it to him because he's a nice guy Mm. I got to give him what he deserves based on what he's accomplished on the floor and the numbers look good but the production from a team standpoint just doesn't hit the mark. Oh, man. I guess you're not a Kendrick fan. Okay, that's fine. Let's talk about it, Slick. Uh, Actually, that... I am. Oh, okay, good. Well, we you my we... Slick like Kendrick? Okay. Yeah. We about to make him like Anthony Davis, too, because uh, that year he was all NBA first team. That's top five. Uh, all defense first team. That's top five. Now, if you combine those two and say who was on both lists, oh, you might get down to only three. There he is. Darvin Ham knows what he's talking about. Let's be real about this. If your top two stars don't play together over 50% of the games, you have no shot of winning a championship. Correct? Correct. You got a segment in your mind, and I've always done this with my evaluation of players. Who's good? Who's great? And who would be good or great if they just stayed healthy? How many times you saw somebody like, dog, Brandon Roy comes to mind as somebody like, God, like, you know, Greg Oden, whatever you want to do. There's some guys you're like, dog, he ain't sorry. He just can't stay healthy. AD, last year, him and LeBron played 27% of the games. You have no shot. The year before, they played 41% of the games together. You have no shot. The year they won a championship, 87%. All I'm saying is that's the way you can read the evidence in terms of what the Lakers going to do. AD, I don't know how. I don't know what prayer. Say it. Stay healthy and play more than half the games together with LeBron. You got a shot. You might win it all again. Coming up, Shaq and Kobe or Steph and KD. 
we're picking between two of the best teams of all time. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. spicy chicken. Nuggets eight piece. On space. Yes, sir. <laughs> Steph Curry recently said his 2017 Warriors team with Kevin Durant could beat the 2001 Lakers team with Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq responded with, quote, I say we win. That because who's going to guard me and Kobe? Take a look at the starting lineups of the two championship teams. The Lakers feature Hall of Famers Shaq and Kobe along with head coach Phil Jackson. And the Warriors starting lineup feature four future Hall of Famers along with Steve Kerr on the sideline. Slick is here, but also let's get to it. Which was the better team? 0-1 Lakers, 17 Warriors. I got to say the 17 Warriors. I'm not sure it would have been particularly close. We ask ourselves who's going to guard Shaq, who's going to guard Kobe. Who in the world going to guard KD? <laughs> That's really where I start and stop. Who going to guard KD? Clearly nobody can guard Shaq. But what I know is this much. Draymond Green would have found an annoying way somehow, some way to try to hold Shaq. And I say hold Shaq to 27 and 14. I say hold him to 27 and 14. <laughs> but Draymond would have either, hey, Zaza, you front him, I'll play behind. Zaza, I'll front him, you play behind. Or insert Andre Iguodala into the starting lineup. And let's just try to run the Lakers off the court. They would have found some way. Shunk to do something to them Lakers. Mind you, them Lakers averaged 100 points a game. The Warriors averaged 117 points a game that season. I think that's all you need to know. You got to ask yourself this much. Who going to guard KD? And I ain't even talked about Steph Curry yet. Mm. I hate this subject because I hate diminishing either one of these teams. I saw the 2001 team, and they were legit. But I, too, would say that the 2017 team is uh, Warriors is the better team. Now, I'm not going to go into deciding who is the better team based on who would win because we're talking about two different eras. The reason that the Lakers averaged 100 points was not because, I mean, they were still the second best offensive team in the league at that time. It's not because they couldn't score. It's because the game was played completely different. So who would win between these two teams? would depend on which game that are we playing. Are we playing with the physicality of the early 2000s? Because if that's the case, these Lakers would win. If it would be we're playing the way the game is now, open, wide, three-point shooting, then the Warriors win going away. But to answer your question, you said who would guard Kevin Durant? Robert Ory would be my first choice mm. as a defender, as a long, athletic He would have that ability, but I could also use Rick Fox and just physically beat up KD. That's the huge distinction between now and then, which is you didn't get a clear run to rise up and shoot threes. You had to untangle yourself from whatever defender was holding holding you, grabbing you, knocking you sideways as you shot, and that's an element that these Warriors simply haven't had to contend with. So... I'm going with the Warriors, 2017. What are we playing in? But, that well, that's the question. That matters. If we're playing now. We're playing in 17, we're playing, we're playing in 01. We're playing in your head. We ain't playing in No, no, no. We, that's my point. No, that's my point in terms of who would win. I, I, but overall, me, look, Ron Harper, Ron Harper retired the next year. He was a key component of that Lakers team. Horace Grant was past his prime. Brian Shaw, the same thing. They relied on a lot of guys who were at the end of their run. When I look at this Warriors team, I mean, you still had Andre Iguodala, mm. Sean Livingston. Mm. Like, it wasn't just the top dogs. Mm. Man, they ran seven, eight, nine mm. deep quality mm. all the way through. Nothing I hate more about these conversations is when people just go to the seatbelt, the safety responses. Oh, what error? Oh, oh, it's hard to compare errors. Compare them in your mind. But it's and true. It, oh, it's true, but it's, it's true, boring. Sellers. Here's the real. The Lakers would get them. And I'm going to give you a few reasons why, but let's start off why. Woo! Let's start off how you even constructed the I'm tw- actually not mad at that. Yeah, yeah, the 2017 Warriors were constructed. Stand up for the old dudes. No, it's not the old dudes. It's the better dudes. Uh, 2017 Warriors were constructed because the 2016 the Warriors realized they couldn't play physical ball and Steph was getting compromised with a league that was softer than what we're talking about in 2001. So wait a minute, you're not physical enough in a softer league? Advantage Lakers, we know that. Now, styles make fights. I'm not saying that they're peak powers that the Lakers are better than the Warriors. I'm saying if they played each other and in the seven-game series, oh, this is going to be simple. Them Lakers going to get them boys. One, they're more physical. We said that. But let's talk about it. Defensively, 
They are a better team than the Warriors. The Warriors allowed 106 points a game, while the Lakers only allowed 90. So imagine whatever you say. KD was brought in in part to post up because Steph couldn't post up. It was all threes, and it was hard, difficult shots. KD, who going to post up with Shaq in the paint? I digress. Number two. Coaching. We just saw that happen in the series with the Warriors and the Celtics. Coaching matters. And Phil Jackson not only is the better coach, he used to coach Steve Kerr. You don't think he's going to outcoach him? Number three, everybody going to say, no, nah, they're going to spread it open. And they're going to shoot them threes and light them up. Do you know that the Lakers shot the exact same percentage from three? In 2001, as the Golden State Warriors did in 2017, everywhere you run, Golden State, the Lakers are there. Better defensively, better on coaching, and they shoot the three like y'all. Man, it be lights out. Them boys are mobbing. And here's my thing. If we really going to dissect this, we got to get into the nuances. Yeah, they win. both lost one game in the playoffs. Yep. The Lakers lost one game yep. to the Sixers. The Warriors lost one game. It happened to be added to the Cavs. Yep. I know this much. That Cavs team is better than that Sixers team, and Bron Bron is better than Allen Iverson. Sell, if we're going to play this fantasy out in our oh, head, play, you got to play that joint oh, all you're the right, way you're out. Right. I give you that. And then you still lose because they lost by 21 to the Cavs. <laughs> the Sixers only beat them by six. You're right. The Cavs are better. That's why they smoked them that one game. My point taken. Coming up, it got real icy in L.A. last night with the Rams. Super Bowl rings. We'll tell you which team had the best shot to dethrone those guys. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Come on, y'all. Rams won the Super Bowl a few months ago, and they were rewarded again last night with very shiny new rings, which have the most carried weight in the history of sports championship rings. Now, on to this season. So, Acho, who's the best team out there to dethrone these Rams? I'm going with the Bills, big dog. Oh! I, I think it's the Bills' time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my notes. Page. <laughs> I think it's the Bills' time. Really, I think this much. Josh Allen has a Super Bowl in him, and I think now is the time for him to win the Super Bowl because I just don't think the Bills' Super Bowl window is going to be that long and that extensive, but I trust Josh Allen enough to get one. If he's going to get one and get one soon, I think it's coming soon. Man. It's the Buffalo Bills. I don't even have greater notes than what you just said. I just hear my grandmother sitting there in heaven, and I can hear that inner voice, her still saying, baby, God didn't bring you this far to let you go now, right? Buffalo Bills were 13 seconds away from getting there. God didn't bring this team that far, this talented for them to just stay there, and that's going to be the best of their best. Oh, they're going to pierce through it. They had the trials, the tribulations. Oh, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, you know I'm going to be there popping bottles with y'all like that Vegas dude. Have a great weekend, y'all. See y'all. <laughs>